0: Good evening, Martyrs. Today, or tonight, I should say, it's 8.09 p.m. on November 4th. So I decided to do a sermon early because I've been seeing a lot of people upset, disrupted, um, depressed, you know. And I just wanted to do a sermon based on this. And this is all coming, you know, from my head and, you know, from scripture. So first off, I want to state that whatever regards that anybody had for the American President Trump you have to realize that there were certain cases, too, in Israel that not everybody liked King David. You know, he was known to be an adulterer, for one thing. But God always said he was a man after his own heart. And what that means is that even though David had his faults, he strove and, you know, kept trying. He strived to keep trying to win God's heart, to show God that everything he's doing, he's doing for him, you know. Um, The world is definitely in a chaotic way. Um, You know, when you look at the Bible today, And how people were back then to how people are today you know it's vastly different but we also have things that they never had you know at some point people will go on their phone and spend they'll think that they're spending five minutes or two minutes on their phone and those two minutes turn into two hours of them scrolling through Facebook Sorry, I had a cough. but um, scrolling through Facebook and scrolling through Twitter and Instagram. <clears throat> and what that means is that people are losing touch with reality. They're listening to what medias are telling them. They're following different cues or different sources, that align with their own, um, their own mindset, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I majored in psychology, um, so when I was in school getting my bachelor's degree, I studied psychology, I studied social psychology, um, criminology, uh, basically all the ologies that there is, you know. Um I, I think the big reason why I fell out of the psychological era or area was because um, when I was seeing how psychology is evolving, how it keeps being pushed forward, I didn't agree with the terms that they were giving. A big example of this was... When I was in class, right, the teacher had us watch a, or we didn't have to watch anything, but we basically, we had to read the scenario, and the scenario said, um, Marsha went to a party, or was holding a party, and she um, over... Spent on a lot of the stuff she got more she was going to invite um, five people or something like that and Those five people that were coming um, she was buying food she bought you know all all this different stuff and But she overindulged herself and she kept she bought a lot more than she needed Then there was the second person. Um, I can't remember their names, so we'll just go one, two, three, four, five. So, Marsha being one. The second person, um, he came in and he went over and he sat into a corner alone. He tried not to talk to anybody and he was the uh, first person to leave. Person number three came in, he uh, went around, talked to every person there, um, asked to use the bathroom, washed his hands, went back down, had a drink um, with uh, a couple other people, and left at um, 10 o'clock. And the third person, uh wait, the fourth person that went in, um, they went over to talk to each person as well. Um, then they went over to an area of the house that was a little bit different and started kind of talking to themselves. And then they went back over and started talking to people. And then they went to another corner of the room and started talking to themselves. And so on and so on. I'm not going to go through the whole spiel. But in this scenario, they were asking what was wrong with everybody. So immediately everybody said, well, Marsha, the first person, was a hoarder. Because she overindulged herself or she had some sort of spending. Um... Some sort of spending disorder. Then um, the second person um, was the one that went to go sit in the corner away from everybody. Everybody said he had an anxiety disorder. You know, he was scared to be around people. You know, it made sense. The third person, um, he went to go see everybody. You know, he went upstairs, went to the bathroom, washed his hands, came down, talked to everybody else, and was home at 10 o'clock sharp. Um, we'll skip to them to go to the last one I said. Um, the one that was kind of like talking to himself, he was schizophrenic. So it got to the point where this third person that was basically talking to everybody, he didn't have an anxiety disorder. Um, he went home for you know at 10 o'clock. So You know, he could have had work the next day or whatever. You know, maybe he just didn't like to stay late. Maybe he wanted, maybe he was tired. Um, A lot of this was like hypothetical because we didn't understand, you know, everybody's situation or how they were feeling. We just understood what the situation was. We're grasping on what the details were. So I said, well, some, some girl said he had OCD, and she said, and the teacher said she's right. And then I answered back. I was like, how, is, how can you give him, uh, a, like, a disorder? Like, he didn't do anything that was out of the ordinary of a normal person. If you're talking to everybody, it means that you're social. So there's nothing wrong with being social. They went up, used the bathroom, they washed their hands. Well, that seems like a cleanly thing to do. And they stayed until 10. So they could they might have had work the next day. Or they could have had something going on the next day. So the teacher said that's a good observation, but we have to identify the diagnosis of each person in this. And then I said, Well, I'm sorry, but I don't see a diagnosis in this person. Obviously, if this person is living a normal life, he doesn't need a diagnosis. Well, they marked me wrong on it, but they said that I was right in the sense that if it doesn't interfere with their everyday life, it doesn't need to be a diagnosis. My point seeing is from the DSM 4 to DSM 5 we have seen a massive amount of growth in technology and disorders or linking to the technology so with facebook twitter instagram all this other stuff people are really taking out all their emotions and putting it into a device And the reason why I'm bringing this part up is because during this whole election and during all this stuff, I'm not going by voting or anything. Um, as As it says in scripture that David was a man after God's own heart. King David, he was always there for God. He wanted to please him. Even though King David was faulty. He sinned. He wasn't perfect you know some of the people hated him you know they looked at him as like a tyrant in some ways because he was a very smart strategist and he was very ta- uh, tactical when it came down to wars but was he a great king well apparently from what i've understood in reading in history in some um, seminary school no he wasn't largely popular you know And, um, and just for you guys know, I'm not Catholic. The seminary school was just, some. uh, I went to like some Baptist one. I took a different courses for different people and some of them were Baptist. Some of them were, um, apologists, some of them were Pentecostal. Um, the apologist is more of a discipline, but anyway, going back for it, I just want to let you know, I'm not. Following a specific denomination, as it comes down with the presidency now, we have Biden looking like he's going to win, and for many people that might make you happy, and for other people it might make you sad. Um, it is, in some or in some ways, you know that you have that right to feel that way. But you have to understand that there are authorities beyond this world. And King David understood that. King David was a man after God's own heart. And in that context, being after God's own heart, he put God first. And he put God first for the nation that he was ruling. Solomon did the same. Although Solomon was a little different. He was a syncretist, so he kind of dabbled with different gods here and there, you know, like Baal and stuff. But that was his error. That was his sin. Everybody has sins that they don't want to admit to. And sometimes that's why they all fall away from the faith. But that's why Jesus died on the cross, to have us be forgiven for those sins. So, when it comes down to this, and everybody listening to this crazy story that I just spat out about psychology and stuff, I want you all to understand that going out and rioting, looting, trying to make a point in the favor of violence isn't right. As Christians, as you know as what the Islam's uh, the Muslims call us as people of the book whatever denomination that you're in you know we need to set an example as people were being radically thrown into an area where It was to the point where they had a riot and loot stores and do horrible, horrible things, you know. We need to set an example not to do that. Yes, for the next four years, there's going to be people unhappy. There's going to be people that are disgruntled. They're not going to like the way things are going. But that doesn't mean that There's a problem with You know Situation we're in God has this all planned out God is the higher authority God knows what's going to happen next So Be a person after God's own heart I'm not a political person I've stated that in my Twitter I don't follow politics Franklin Graham, you know, he endorsed Trump and he expressed his willingness for him and everything. And, um, you know, to me, you know, Franklin Graham is probably one of the greatest uh, out of the uh, evangelists. You know, him and Charles Stanley are both very, very great evangelists, you know, and highly revered, but for me, I go in a different direction, and I'm not at the level that they are, I run a small podcast, you know, with a a slowly growing family, which I am grateful for, thank God every day, um, I am grateful for the people that tune in, the ones that listen, the ones that need to ask questions, the ones that follow everything. As Christians, we need to stand and band together, you know, and just lean on each other. Because the way the world works and the way it's been functioning for the last, I don't know, three, four hundred years, um, you know, it, it's been getting into uh, a more of a decline, especially from, I want to say, maybe the 60s, 70s era up till now. There's been a radical change, and you can see the radical change if you just look into history or if you lived through it. Me, I was born in the 80s, and I'm alive now. And I noticed the radical change. You know? We lived through pandemics before, but nothing as severe as what we're going through. We've all seen our share of bad shit. Sorry for using that word. But we've all seen our share of bad stuff in our situation our situations everybody goes through hardships everybody has financial problems problems with their business um, problems with their household problems with their family problems with their health problems problems even with their faith there's some people that just they will fall out of the faith that they have and then just stay fallen out of it and just continue with their life and pretend like God's not there there's people that will literally just not even want to acknowledge God and there's other people that will literally go outside to prove there to try to prove there isn't a God and all of these cases are revered um, by God they're looked at God manages all these things and all you just got to do is pray to them I tell you that in Romans uh, 13 verse 1 let every person be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from God and those that exist have been instituted by God now a lot of people will say that means governments are of God and some people will agree with that and I'm not going to say governments aren't of God. But the people that are in the governments aren't of God. Not everybody that goes into the government wants God to be in it. And we have seen that numerous times of taking the Bible out of school. We have seen that numerous times of people dismantling faith from our culture. You know... in luke ten nineteen, behold i have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you god wants us to know that we have authority over satan god made us stronger than him god made us more aware more powerful more satan can Believe he's the most powerful being there is at the end of the day We're the ones that are sitting above him and we're the ones being cradled in God's arms and Satan lost the battle he lost the war You know he tried to tempt Christ Jesus you know may he rest in peace, and, you know, I mean, he doesn't even need to rest in peace because he's still alive, but he tried. He tried so hard to tempt Jesus. Jesus wouldn't be tempted. I'm not going to live on bread alone, but by every word from the mouth of God, he said that. And then the, And then Satan tried to tempt Jesus, And he says, I will not tempt the Lord my God. And then he offered Jesus the kingdoms of the world. Said, everything you see will be yours. he's like, you don't own this. This isn't yours. You can't give away it. So. Basically, what I'm trying to get at, you know, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed. And those who resist will incur judgment. And by that, it's a very big part in Romans 13, verse 1 and 2. When you look at that verse people will look at it and be like, okay, so I need to partake in my government. And that's what, you know, Americans do by voting. You know, they partake in their government by voting. But sometimes you need to understand that the laws of God will always be higher than the laws of man. And... What that means is when you look at what these presidents are trying to promise you, and what the government wants to institute, not all of those are of God. What they want to institute is not of God. It's basically... There's a lot of people that believe the mark of the beast will be... A Chip that goes into your arm or head and that will be uh, a source to Be for your financial credit cards You know uh, Basically your debit card your bank account all that fun stuff if this Hypothetically was to ever happen Hypothetically Are you going to get the mark of the beast put on you because it's a government authority? Or are you going to follow the law of God and say, no, I will not put a mark from the devil um, on me? That is what you need to ask yourself. That is what you need to understand. And that is the point of this whole thing. God is the final authority. He'll always be the authority. That's what everybody should be focused on. God first. And that's all what everybody needs to do. Is when you put God first, things will work out for the better. At this time, for those of you who don't know God, and don't know His Son, Jesus Christ, I urge you to go into episodes and find the sinner's prayer. Recite that and cast all your sins out, you know, out to Jesus and be forgiven for them. Thank God every day that he would be willing to give up his only son to die for the sins of the world. In that regard, I hope all of you can stay strong through this. And if anybody needs me, you can always reach me at ministermarder at that, have a great night.